Welcome to this edition of Sean and D's Good Tape. Sean Newell, Dennis Brzezinski alongside again today. How you doing, D? Hello, Bungo. I'm doing pretty good, Sean. How are you? I'm not bad. Not bad at all. So um, nice to hear um, the familiar uh, intro music there of Daniel Swisher on doing special shows. Yeah, that was nice to hear. I, it's always fun to, to get that, get the little dancey step in it. Yeah, not that this isn't a special show because it is. It's got we've got some really good music, but we've done our Nirvana shows and then we did the special Eddie Van Halen show last week. Those two shows, by the way, the Nirvana, you know, both episodes and Eddie, we've gotten a few new listeners, I do believe, because of the high profileness of of those two acts, you know, in general and and uh, and stuff like that. So welcome to our new listeners. It's nice to uh, have some new people on alongside with our with our regulars. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we're, you know, the Instagram page, you can follow us there. Facebook, Sean, you got the Facebook page. Uh, yeah, reach out. We'd love to hear from you guys. And you got All a special guest. It sounds like you got a special guest over there with you this week. I do. I'm puppy sitting at the moment, and she is a little whiny. Yeah, that's all right. It's a, uh, no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not, like I said before, it's not really any different than having Richie along with us. <laughs> yeah, the whining part, exactly. <laughs> listening um so let's get into it here this morning we've got a show that we did similar to one that we did i don't know a couple of months back where you picked the songs to see how much i would like them essentially so um uh i will let you take it away with our with our first song uh so the first one is is our pearl jam entry for the week uh it's but it's history never repeats it's actually eddie better singing with neil and that same year as the fan club single, but it's a really good song. It it's, is. it's just fun and different. And I didn't think you'd have, had ever heard it before. No, I, I don't think I had. And I found it interesting when I started digging into it a little bit, the, the line of it where, where, you know, he keeps saying history never repeats. I tell myself when I go to sleep, you know, he says that quite a few times in the song, but towards the end of the song, there's a line in it where he goes, where he goes, history never repeats, and then he starts to say it again, but he just goes re, and then he cuts himself off. And I wondered if that was intentional, because it seems like it probably was, and it was a really nice touch in the song. I do believe it's intentional, but that's cool. I, you know, again, I listened to these plays so many times, and uh, and that part, I never noticed that part. I didn't even think about that, if but you, that is really cool. Well, yeah, if you read it, it's, it's in the lyrics that you uh, that you sent as well. Yeah. So I thought that was a. Uh, that was super interesting, but going into Neil Finn and Tim Finn for just a second, because I thought this was interesting is, you know, you mentioned um, split ends and crowded house crowded house was the group that did the song. Don't dream it's over, which was a really, really popular song. And I didn't realize the connection, you know, until uh, I started digging into it, but now Neil Finn is actually a member of Fleetwood Mac, did, which I thought was really, really interesting. He was asked to replace Lindsey Buckingham in the group. Oh, I had no idea. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, he's also recorded, this is also another tie-in to going into uh, some of the other stuff that we have uh, talked about in the past. He's also recorded uh, successful solo albums and assembled diverse musicians for the Seven Worlds Collide Project, which has contributor Ed O'Brien, who was quoted as saying that he held Finn as the popular music's most prolific writer of great songs, and Ed O'Brien, of course, from Radiohead, which is which is a connection back to the last time that we did a show like this, which was the fake plastic trees song. <laughs> you really did some digging on this, I didn't did. you? Yeah, I feel like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I was having I'm trouble finding dots. a lot of stuff on, on the songs this week, uh, but uh, but it was uh, the so- the video for the song too, the original Crowded House one, was one of the very first ones MTV played, also. I thought it was kind of neat, but uh, yeah, uh, the the don't dream it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of years ago, Chris Martin and Eddie Vedder did a cover of that song on some concert. I can't remember now, but uh, but I forgot. I I just when you brought that up, it, it just made me think. But look that up, Chris Martin from Coldplay. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah, well, you know, I listened to that song yesterday because I was like, I know, I know this song. I just couldn't place chords of the song i'm like oh yeah of course i know this song yeah. you know and uh, and uh, and and you know what it's it's still a you know that's that's kind of one of those songs that's just so so mellow and stuff that you know it's a it's a good it's an easy listen i guess is the best way to put it about that song but um i also wanted to talk about while we stay stay on this history never repeats because it involves eddie vetter and pearl jam that uh just this week, I think this week, last week, sometime in the last couple of weeks, Pearl Jam just put out a new single on all of the streaming platforms called Get It Back. The track was originally featured on Bandcamp's compilation album Good Music to avert the collapse of American Democracy Volume 2, which raises funds for voting rights. Um, but uh, they decided to release it as a single, and I was curious, Dee, what you, uh, what you thought about it. It's a song written by matt cameron and then they they put it together i just uh i think it's an interesting song but i wanted to see your take well it's it's not my favorite uh it, again it's an interesting song and and it it kind of sounds like that binaural riot act era of uh, mm-hmm. uh pearl jam well you know the i think you were saying before it's it just it's kind of like a low hum sort of thing like there's not a whole lot of melody to it uh but uh but it's an interesting song uh, and of course, I bought that album for that song, and, and and yeah, they just released it. I think this week on all the streaming platforms. But it, yeah. it's a good song, but it's just not my favorite. Yeah, I, I just I only listened to it once, and my first go through with it, I I kind of I didn't dislike it, but I didn't necessarily say, "Wow, man, I'm going to listen to that song a whole bunch more." And it really is, it really is the melodic part of it that I think's the problem. The words aren't bad. It's a pretty well written song. It just the the, the backing vo- the the vocals and the uh, the music that goes along with it just don't really fit the vibe of the song i don't feel like but but you know maybe yeah, a few more no, listens it, maybe a few more listens it'll it'll catch on to me a little bit more yeah it's a, it's a little droning but uh, mm-hmm. uh but yeah a good song <laughs> it, was, it was funny in the notes for that song it mentioned that uh that uh this is pearl jam's first release since they released gigaton earlier this year and i was like oh my gosh that was earlier this year that literally feels like it was five years ago <laughs> that album came out. That came out. That came out like right as all of this shit was starting. I mm-hmm. remember because it just seemed like it was written last year, probably or in the last couple of years, or several years actually. But just how relevant it all seems. And I'm sure, and we'll talk about a lot of those songs. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's amazing how that and like the the next song also was released this year. Just kind of fit with the mood of 2020 with everything going on. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's remarkable how how 
it played into all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so anyway, God, that's such a good fucking record, Gigaton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but like I said, uh, I, I remember listening to it a lot right before all of the uh, pandemic stuff started. And I haven't really listened to it in in several months now. But I was thinking, oh, I need to get that back out and kind of go over it some more because I just it kind of got lost in the shuffle of 2020, to be quite honest. So, oh, especially given your line of work, too. Yeah, it's been interesting. So the next song we're going to talk about here on the list today is a song from the White Buffalo called. Problem solution, but before we get to that, I do want to talk about for a second, and maybe you've got some background on this, D, that I don't. Why did Jake Smith, who is the person that is called the White Buffalo, decide to call himself the White Buffalo? I have no idea. I mean, it's 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 probably because it's a little more interesting than Jake Smith. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, true. Pretty common yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like people aren't gonna, you know, might not be curious if they see up on the marquee or a poster the Jake Smith tonight. You know, uh, but White Buffalo shirt certainly makes it more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and apparently he's been around for quite a long time. I saw like 2002, I believe, is when his first uh, album came out. But let's talk about the song. And then I got some more stuff to talk about when it comes to the White Buffalo. So so the reason I picked this song for you is it's got that same sort of, uh, you know, you talked about how you find it interesting when a song sounds like it's two different songs in the same song. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and and so when the first time I heard this and, and, and I've been recommending you this album uh, and, and this song in particular for a while now. And uh, uh, but the reason uh, uh, that that's the, the biggest reason I picked it. Plus, it's a great fucking song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's got it's got the two parts that he's written. it. like the beginning part is the problem. And then the end is the solution uh, is, is kind of at odds with each other, which, which I have here from a Rolling Stone article earlier this year. The first half problem is about heartbreak and self-doubt when things are bleak and hopeless. The abrupt abrupt release and uplift in the second movement solution is the answer about living in the moment and getting through the day. I it's just a great goddamn song. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what my takeaway was too that, that that first half until the until the bigger the bigger part of the band kicks in, you know, I mean cuz the whole vibe mm-hmm. of the song just changes, you know, at the at like the 2 minute mark somewhere in there. But but it, the first half is 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 the problem and the solution are really pretty much the same thing. But the the gist I got away from it was the glass was half em- empty in the first half of the song, and then the glass was half full in the second half, to go along with the title. But because life is not perfect, but let's quote let's just get through the day. You know, it's like okay, I'm not coping with it in the first half, whatever I'm dealing with. But in the second half, I've learned some coping mechanisms or or gotten the help that I need to get to make sure that I can survive through whatever it is and just a much more sunny outlook towards the end. But it seems as if the problem's still there. It's when the, with the solution part is just, I'm going to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, the, the, the middle part where it changes, uh, you know, nothing's got to change. Nothing's got to come and fix it all. I fell for it. It's all I follow. Nothing's got to change. Nothing's got to break your fall. Cause life is going to break your balls. And then all of a sudden it bumps to, well, it's a new day. One more step in the right. life, you know, like it's, it's yeah. and in, in the notes too, it's very a uh, uh, day in the life sort of thing. You yeah. Know, the, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the piano. Beautiful. Yeah. The piano kicking in and stuff. Interestingly enough, you say that about the part about life's going to break your balls in the lyrics that you sent. It mm-hmm. actually says break your bones. So it must've been the PG version of the lyrics. Yeah. yeah I probably pulled <laughs> off of Google and I just noticed yeah. that now having, you know, looking at the notes here, but 
yeah, but yeah, but it's obviously break your balls. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it was funny though that they, they had changed it and whatever it was that you uh, you pulled off. So getting into Jake Smith for just a second, um, the White Buffalo, as we as he likes to be called, um, it really does focus a lot on like a punk rock and country and folk and blues and all this stuff kind of combined together for his music. It's really kind of uh, interesting, all the different sources that he pulls from to put some of his songs together. But um, one thing that really stuck out to me that I had to listen to yesterday was he did a lot of work with other bands for the Sons of Anarchy soundtrack, the show that used to be on FX. One of the songs that he, bring that up. One of the songs that he did with the Forest Rangers was a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you heard this? I have. It is really good. I I was sitting there listening to it yesterday and I was like, this might be better than the original song. It's really good. You want to talk about better than than the original song? Uh, Look up his cover, the White Buffalo's cover of House of Pain, that old bastard pussycat song. Oh, yeah. Okay. It is unbelievable. Make sure you're kind of in a good mood before you start listening to it because it just crushes you. Really? Absolutely crushed you. Okay. But yeah, but you watched Sons of Anarchy, didn't you? Um, I no, not all of it. I wa- I watched a few okay. episodes. I just never got a chance to watch all of it. It's kind of like you and it's, Breaking it's Bad, like, you know, <laughs> one of those things. That well, just, sure. Yeah. And I highly recommend it. It's 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 got that rescue me sort of vibe to it. Okay. Uh, that Dennis Leary show that we both watched. Oh yeah, I love uh, that show. And I, I I I couldn't remember if you watched it or not. I. I I, I might've been confusing with another friend, uh, but, uh, you know, the one who I wrote on listening to the one, uh, <laughs> what song was it that you had, you'd never heard before. Oh, I can't I remember. Swore. I know what you're talking yeah, about, but yeah. I can't remember what the song was. But, uh, yeah. That's probably who, who it was that I was talking <laughs> something. <Sunday, Anarchy about. laughs> as Richie said, it was hate craft more than likely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, God damn. And, and this album just came out this year, uh, on the widow's walk. Uh, uh, yeah, just outstanding. And, and a matter of fact, uh, as you pointed out, as we started, I'm I'm wearing my white buffalo on the widow's walk, widow's walk t-shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to the rest of that album. You know, that could be one yeah. since it's it's one that you feel so strongly about that maybe we do an entire show on coming up or something like that. Because I do think it's cool when we get to introduce people to maybe mm-hmm. music that they haven't heard before, along with some of the older songs that we talk about at times too. So maybe that's something for a future show. And absolutely, and and you know, with the last couple of shows we did, last three shows, I guess technically, uh, you know, focusing on a single artist was kind of interesting, kind of fun, and it, you know, it's going to be a lot add a lot more life to, to some of the shows in some, in some ways it's, it's better because it's not so scattered where we're jumping around so much. You get to kind of focus in on more of what you're, what you're talking about. I did have a request though, this week, um, as we're sidebarring here just a little bit, um, uh, I, my buddy Brent, who big listener to the show, and we've actually used some of his songs before said that he, uh, that said that he loved his, our classic country episode and that we need to do another one. And I asked him for some requests. So he's going to get me some songs that he thinks might fit. Well, I, I invited him on to like present a song too, because I think that'd be cool if people can do that once in a while. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that was your equivalent of like a show like this, the, the, yeah. D thinks Sean will like these songs sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, he, uh, he said that that show made his eyes sweat. I thought that was an interesting analogy. What the fuck does that mean? It means he was crying D. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
It did get pretty deep, but I've never heard that before. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I mean, not that, no, it was hilarious. not that we made him cry, but yeah. that, uh, that it was a good analogy. I liked it. So, um, all right, moving on to the next song. Uh, this is a, I, is this the same song that you used on the first one that Pearl Jam covered? Is this the same song? It's not the same song. Oh, it's not. That, okay. That, okay. I was thinking no, it's the that, same but, artist, but I couldn't remember what the song was off the top of my head. Well, no, we, and, and yeah, that was again today, which was the last, you know, episode like this. Uh, and it's complete the Brandy Carlisle version. Oh, anyhow, this is the story by Brandy Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but no, it's not the same song, but it's often an album that is a cover album of that song that she did for charity. Like Dolly Parton on that album, uh, sings this song. Okay. Uh, the story, uh, I can't believe you had, did you ever remember hearing this song? Oh God. Yes. Yeah. I've I've heard this song. The the story, you're talking about the story, right? The song. Yeah. yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard this song. Yeah. I, I, I knew you must've, you just probably couldn't place it when we were talking Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. But, uh, but I remember a long time ago, we bought this magazine, one of those magazines that used to come with like a CD on it with like new artists or something like that. And this is actually like our third or fourth album. And, uh, uh, but this song was on there before the whole Grey's Anatomy thing. Mm. And we just fell in love with it. We, I'm talking about an, an ex of mine, but uh, 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 not me and you. Uh, but uh, uh, but yeah, no, it, it was just like we listened to it over and over and over again. And then it was big on Grey's Anatomy. And uh, but yeah, God, it still gives me chills now listening to it the way she her oh she she is. sings her ass off on it my going back to a show from a few weeks ago my my note on the song itself was it's a very sweet story of why everyone needs somebody and then i put in in parentheses the high notes make sense unlike jewel the frog <laughs> <You remember? laughs> jewel the frog oh, oh yeah but but like when like this is another one that it, the tempo changes pretty quick uh with it you know it starts off uh you know kind of sweet and and you know like strumming guitar and then she just fucking screams and the mm-hmm. rest of the band kicks in and mm-hmm. it's fucking outstanding yeah so yeah, this, song, this you, song you mentioned the Grey's anatomy tie-in and one of the things in that oh, one of the actresses on Grey's anatomy sarah ramirez actually covered this song for one of their soundtrack albums or something i listened to that yesterday too and you know what it was also a really good version of the song not as good as brandy carlisle's because her voice isn't as good as brandy carlisle's but it's it's a pretty good version of it as well if you ever get a chance to check it out it's just different it- and the Dolly Parton version of the song is, is pretty good too. It's still not as good as this. I've seen her live, Brandy Carlisle, live a couple of times. And oh my God, like just so talented. I'm so happy she's finally getting recognition now. Uh, uh, you know, other than just this song, like people realize how great of an artist she is. And this also ties into how you say I'm secretly maybe a country fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of her songs are very. Uh, well, I think they call it Americana now, which is funny because the next song we're going to talk about is is also along the same lines. Well, before we get to that, though, you mentioned country, and I thought this was really cool about Brandi Carlisle is a few years ago, she formed a super group with Amanda Shires, Maren Morris, and Natalie Hemby, and they call themselves the High Women based on the group The Highwaymen, which featured back in the 80s and 90s, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Johnny Cash. And they, they put together an album, which I listened to a couple of songs off of yesterday, one of which is a take on The Highwaymen song. And they changed the lyrics to talk about all of the things that have held women back over the years. 
um, you know, and 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 it, it's a really brilliantly written song based on another song that the that the original Highwaymen wrote. You know, probably in the late '80s. I'm gonna say. Yeah. No, that that is a great album too. By the way, uh, so when you you go back and listen to it, and but she is just incredibly talented, and and I'll put in another song of hers. Well, I think we talked about it when we talked about it again today. Yeah. That, now I'm blanking on, but it's funny you bring up Amanda Shires. Yes, because that leads that, into the next song. That's in my notes, is, actually. <laughs> what you're going to yeah, say? Yeah. Which is, which is a, a Elephant by Jason Isbell, which uh, is her husband. Off of it. And yeah, yeah, they're they're married. And I was actually just watching their Tiny Desk concert uh, earlier today. Uh, anyhow, so yes, so Jason Isbell, Elephant. This is a song about him a friend of his, a woman friend of his that he was dealing with that was having cancer. He had cancer and he's going through like the stages of this. And uh, the very first time I heard this song was, uh, again, WTF with Mark Marin interviewed him. And at the end of the show, he played this, just him acoustically. And I was sitting in the car, driving to work and just fucking bawling at the stoplight, about ready to turn. And, and luckily, it got uh, last year for Record Store Day, he put out an album. Uh, Mark Marin put out songs that he has had had people play on his show. And luckily, this was on there. So I, I actually have like an official copy of that. But this song just blew me away, like tears streaming down my face the first time I heard the song. Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting, though. It is a really powerful song and and very, very well written, you know, about about dealing with somebody who has cancer and how you help them along and, and all of that kind of stuff. But it's interesting where the song came from. It isn't really this isn't the story that the song came from. It's how he interpreted it. You know, because it was about an ex, you know, it's from the point of view of an ex-girlfriend of his who worked in a bar and he said, don't get too attached to the people in the bar because they come and go. So don't become too good of friends with them because you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak. And he translated that into this song, which I, I, that's that's the brilliance of artists to be able to do something like that, because I could never take this is the real life situation and then take it so far a different direction to make it such a interesting song that it is. And 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 to give it that storytelling feel, uh, it, the way it flows, uh, it, it, it just brilliant, absolutely, goddamn brilliant. It is funny that you said that about it. You know the the you know, you liking the country songs and stuff because when I was listening to this yesterday, when I did the final listen through, I was like, this is telling a story just like a lot of those songs did on that episode. You know, it reminded me a lot of the of the uh, Kathy Matea song about the. Uh, I mean, it's not the same context, but it sort of is about the woman who had dementia and then remembers her husband at the end of the song and how it was such a such a story throughout. And this is very much like that. I was living in a, a bar above this bar in Sheffield, Alabama for a long time before I moved to Nashville with Amanda. And I was dating this girl that worked at the bar. I told her she couldn't get too attached to people sitting around the bar because they're all going to disappear. And sure enough, within a couple of years, half the regulars were gone. It's hard for me to get through it some nights. It's just a sad song. And and, and it's the line that, uh, that always gets me is I buried her a thousand times, given up my place in line, but I don't give a damn about that now. There's one thing that's real clear to me. No one dies with dignity. We just try to ignore the elephant somehow. An elephant, you know, obviously the elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, that sort of reference. But God, even reading that just 
chills. God damn, it's so yeah, good. Sometimes. The no one dies with dignity line kind of struck me a little bit yesterday and probably put me yeah. in deep thought for about 10 minutes yesterday of like, yeah, there isn't really any good way to die. You know, that's not, I mean, you're at your, you're obviously those last few minutes before, you know, unless it's sudden you're at your most vulnerable that you've ever been in your entire life. You know, it, it is, it is sad when you start, um, thinking about stuff like that. There's just nothing you can do besides slip away. And, uh, yeah, that's a very, very powerful line. Yeah. And I also, I, I with that again, like these goddamn goosebumps, uh, and I thought it was a good way to cap off this first side of the, 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 you know, this week's playlist too. Yeah. It's uh, just such a great song. The rest that he's put out an album this year too, uh, reunions, uh, with his band, the 400 unit, uh, Sean, you should, you uh, just like White Buffalo, I think you would really dig this guy. Yeah, cool. I'll listen to it. Absolutely. So, speaking of hair standing up on your arms and goosebumps and all of that stuff, when we come back from our, from our break, before we start side B, <laughs> I want to talk about the Sammy Hagar birthday bash um, pay per view event that I referenced last week on our Eddie Van Halen tribute show that I said I might have already bought. Well, I had, and I watched it last night. And uh, so, if you're listening to this on Monday, Saturday night, um, and there's a part of it that I want to talk about um, when we come back that also made the hair stand up on my arms. And I was surprised it, it caught me off guard a little bit last night. And I'll talk about that. Afterwards. Isn't it great when music fucking does that or uh, things like that do that? Oh, oh, absolutely. I just love being surprised emotionally like that. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in just a minute here on Sean and D's good tape. Welcome back to this edition of Sean and D's good tape, going through some songs that D has picked to see, you know, if I'd like them and so far so good on, uh, on that front. But before we get back into the music, I want to talk just a little bit about, um, the, uh, Sammy Hagar birthday bash that he normally does down in, uh, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico at his, uh, Cabo Wabo restaurant and bar down there for his birthday, which is October 13th. He turned 73, I do believe. Um, yeah, and, uh, I know yeah, right? man, he can still sing his ass off. I know. Right. Um, and, uh, so this, this year they did it on this uh island this catalina island which is 26 miles off the coast of uh california they set up a stage pointed it at the water had boats dock you know sit there or, or whatever they call it anchor um to sit there and watch the concert they had a few people on the beach in front of them but but very very few and and he did a two-hour concert essentially so last night when i'm watching it though it was a it was a really cool concert he had uh rick springfield with him who uh sang jesse's girl and um uh, I, I've done everything for you, which was actually written by Sammy Hagar and, but Rick Springfield made it a hit. And then, um, Kevin Cronin from REO Speedwagon saying, keep on rolling. So a couple of guest stars, which was pretty cool. Um, but, um, but, uh, at the end the the show ended and he ended on a, on a song from his new album that he came out with last year. And uh, then they showed the credits and showed that afterwards they had a party at somebody's house or something like that, where they're still like jamming together. And they showed a few scenes of that, but you know, in the credits, they, they were playing, um, you know, what all song they put down what the playlist was. And the final song on the playlist said Eagles fly. And I thought they didn't play Eagles fly. That's, that's so weird, you know, and, and you know, my feelings on the song Eagles fly from the episode that we did a month or two ago. But I'm like, they didn't do that song. So I, I thought to myself, oh, they must have uh, just um, thought they were going to do it. And then they cut it for time's sake or something like that. Well, sure enough, as soon as the credits get done, it goes to black. And then it then this um, like full screen comes up and it says uh, that there's one more song that they did in rehearsal that they didn't do the day of the concert. But they want to play it and dedicate it to Eddie Van Halen. 
and Sammy did an acoustic version very similar to the one that I talked about on the show and dedicated it to Eddie Van Halen. And it was super freaking good. It was, I mean, but when it started playing because of the, how I feel about that song, I mean, literally the hairs were standing up on my arms. It was, it was really, really good. My eyes are about to sweat. (laughs) Just hearing you tell that story (laughs) Uh, for real. Like I know you can't see it on the computer, but God damn, that is the fact that you, you noticed that too. Uh, is is pretty fucking cool. They're oh, like, that I was, you know, reading, like, that I was reading the credits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. well, it was the last one, so you know, it just kind of stuck out because it was the last one. And I'm like, yeah. he didn't play that. But the cool thing was when when Sammy was in Van Halen. You know, all four artists being Sammy and Michael Anthony and Eddie and Alex Van Halen would all have their solos during the show, and Sammy would always play eagles fly acoustically during during his portion of the of his solo or to give the rest of the band a break and at the end of the song michael anthony and alex and eddie would come back out and they would do a harder rock version of the end of the song and they did that last night and i'm assuming that was in an ode to an ode to van halen that they all came back out and he didn't just finish it acoustically like he does in concert most of the time but it was really really cool and and i'm sure that that'll probably be up on youtube here before too long because you know how concerts always end up on youtube at some point so if you get a chance and you find that i would totally suggest checking it out but it was a fun it was a fun thing to see live music in a time that you don't get to see live music and they they did a really really good production of it and stuff so hopefully we get to see live music again sometime soon that'd be great i can't i've been so long since i've been to a show i think we've talked about it here but it was in 2015 was the last time i actually went to a legit concert that's not just some bar band that's totally crazy yeah yeah yeah. and again i think we talked about this but you know i used to go to a lot of shows Mm mm-hmm and just this job with the traveling and every time I'm at some place, I either just miss one or have just missed a good show. Like in the area, it, it, it never fails. Well, like, Anyhow. like I, like I said, last show I went to was at the Peoria civic center back in February, towards the end of February, which was kiss and David Lee Roth opened up for kiss. And I was really on the fence about it and ended up buying my tickets for the group of friends and I that went like two hours before the show started. And I'm glad I did because I can say that I saw a legendary band like kiss in concert, you know, which is cool, but also that I actually got to see live music in 2020, which a lot of people can't say at this point. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully yeah. 2021 things will get a little bit better and we can do that all right next song on the list i do believe is a modest mouse song and i'll let you take this uh it's spitting venom off of we were dead before the ship even sank the same uh the last one of these we did i uh, uh the song was off of the same album uh it's uh i just got obsessed with this band a friend of mine turned me on to him to them um, you know about a year and a half ago i guess almost two years now jesus and uh and again, like we were talked about in that last episode, I don't know how the fuck we missed Modest Mouse. This song, I also picked this song, not only because I love it, but it also does the whole change of pace thing mm-hmm. uh, on it, which is which is why I, I think at the end you're going to say it drones on a little bit. I didn't think uh, so. It's a long song, but I didn't think so. It doesn't. It didn't bore me or anything like that. Okay. It just uh, I was worried about that, but mm-hmm. but this song is fucking outstanding too. yeah um the the things that stuck out to me about it was at 323 which is not where it changes pace it's where the change of pace kind of wraps up and they go back to the to the beginning kind of sound of it when they're talking about the spitting venom part 
where the drums are just hitting so hard at that point that you feel like it's the song's coming to its conclusion. And then it does, excuse me, it doesn't, it ends up switching gears and going in another direction again. And, and, and that's, and it's just a brilliant song. Like, I can't believe it's not the last song on that album. Like this should have been like, you know, a showstopper sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, cheer up baby doesn't always have to be go so bad. It wasn't always quite so bad for every little venom that came out. The antidote was had the venom, you know, obviously spitting venom is, you, you know, this, this person I'm, you know, is talks a lot of shit, you know, says horrible things. Uh, it's, and I can't tell, like, again, I couldn't find a whole lot on this song on the internet and I can't tell if it's about an abusive re- relationship or if it's about somebody or, or, or the end of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't figure it out. Like it could be like, you know, you're with this person and it's just, just a horrible person to everybody around you or, or, or even to you also. And, and, uh, the spitting venom, you know, just talking shit. Uh, the line that I love so much is, uh, uh, I don't know who kept track. I didn't even know there was a score. Well, it looks like you're the winner and I ain't going to play no more. And then there was a, uh, you can say what you want, but don't act like you care. It takes more than one person to decide what's fair. Mm-hmm. It's over and get over. Yeah. I, I think th- it's, I think it's about the end and, and, you know, just, uh, probably a, a relationship that ended very tumultuously with a lot of bickering and arguing. I don't get the domestic violence feel to it necessarily, which no, is not domestic of, violence. I just, I, I, I don't, I didn't mean that. I meant like verbally abusive. Sort well, of that could be like a, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to find some relationships that end that don't get verbally abusive at some point because people start slinging mud. So yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The other thing that I thought was an interesting line, hold on to what you need. We've got a knack for fucked up history. Hold on to what you need. We've got a knack for messed up history because everybody creates their own scenarios and their own timelines in their head. That part was me that said that in part. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a really, really interesting line to just uh, how everybody has revisionist history to fit their own narrative narrative was really interesting if the dam gave us a roadmap we then we know just where to go now let it drop let it all drop oh yeah the opinions i don't give are the opinions i ain't got makes me always think about uh you know when i say something you know somebody asked me and you know like what 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 would you prefer what do you want to do and i always always say i, I really don't care i don't give a shit mm-hmm. and when i say that i honestly don't like mm-hmm. i can go either way and it does not matter so that line always puts a smile on my face because I relate to it completely. But this album is so good. And there's another one that I'll probably bring up the next time, The Moon and, Ant- and Antarctica, uh, which is outstanding. But this band and, uh, and the person that turned me on to them just, yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good song. The other, the other note that I had about it was the, uh, the brass section when they hit that like kind of third part of the song. It's really, it's really a nice touch to make it even just sound that much different. By, by it, it makes me think of Cake. Yeah, uh, like yeah, that's the, a good, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the band Cake. So, so the next song is one that you uh, have been uh, very big on. The artist being the Gaslight Anthem, and I'll let you talk about them because you're very passionate about this band. I've been pushing this fucking album on you for at least a couple of years, right? I think so. Yeah, I get yeah, random I get random te- I get just get random texts once in a while saying you need to listen to this. <laughs> no, yeah. before well, before it, we it, even started the podcast. The album 
the album itself sounds like something we would listen would have listened to a lot in Benny driving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the song I picked was Great Expectations off of that album. And oddly enough, and not oddly enough, that's a horrible. You know, that's not what I mean at all. Uh, but listener Jen from France is the one who turned me on to this band. Okay. And uh, uh, Brian Fallon, who will come up later too in, in future episodes. But the song I picked is Great Expectations. And it's so fucking good. And what's, uh, what's awesome is the first time I heard this was actually a, an acoustic slowed down version of this song. Uh-huh. And then I come across, it, 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 I think I've sent you the link to that one. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably a dozen probably. times too. Yeah, probably. Uh, but it's just so good. It's such a beautiful <laughs> written song. No, it, it it's is, like a. Yeah, I was gonna say it. It, it is very good. I lo- I love the way that it started off with the with the sound of somebody dropping the needle on the record player. That's just a. That's always gonna be. A, I mean, it's called the fifty nine sound, so it kind of makes sense, you know, that the album's called that, and the, that's the way that it. Uh, the way that it starts off. This song kind of struck me when I when I look at it and go back and read the lyrics, but it kind of struck me of a song about insecurity and mental health at its peak, um, of thinking things that it's kind of like thinking things will go wrong before they have gone wrong. And when you kind of think that way, when you expect it, it tends to happen because you somehow make it go wrong because you think it's going to. That's what this whole song kind of summed up, made me think of. Yeah, no, that's absolutely perfect. Mary, this station is playing every sad song. I remember like we were alive, (laughs) you know, uh, it's, and the great expectations part of that, you know, like, of course, you know, what is that Dickens? Yeah. Novel. Oh, don't okay. you, don't you remember uh, that? Don't you remember the joke from some, uh, some nineties movie? I can't remember when, when they walk in and say, what are you reading? He goes, great expectations. And he goes, did you like it? It's not all I hoped for. I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> I did, what movie was that? I can't for? remember, but I love that line though. I just, I, I think it's hilarious. We'll that think of awesome. it. We'll look it up and talk about it next week. I don't know where it, where it came from, but I thought it was funny. Um, the 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 thing that made me think what I just said though about the song. <laughs> I love that. that. That was just out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. 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 Well, you you said it was Dickens, so it was a good it was a good time to insert that. Um, yeah. But I saw tail lights last night in a dream about my first wife, somebody that obviously had left him at some point. Every t- everybody leaves, and I expect as much from you. I saw tail lights last night in a dream about my old life. Everybody leaves, so why why wouldn't you? I mean, so basically, you're just setting yourself up to push somebody away because you think this is going to happen to you again. So you're putting up walls that it's just inevitably going to cause your reality to happen or your thing to become reality. I should say. No, that's, that's the way you put it, Sean, it's almost like you're a professional journalist and you're tracking all these things. Together. <laughs> like I that, investigated that was... the song. <laughs> <laughs> Humming a song from 1962. It's funny how the night moves. That, that that just the whole song and the and the vibe of it the punk uh they're from jersey like springsteen uh and 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 they have a very springsteeny sound uh you know like the storytelling part of it similar to jason isbell or country music uh but but with that punk rock vibe it's just yeah yeah this album and american uh god american slam that's all right Jesus Christ, I can't think of it. Anyhow, no, they're a great band. And now he's a solo artist, Brian Fallon. 
uh, who I think you would really dig too. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll check that out. I've got all kinds of new artists to listen to after this week. Absolutely. Which is good, which Absolutely. is good because I, you know, once in a while you just need some new music, you know, to kind of um, take you along. Cause after, you know, listening to the same stuff you always listen to, I mean, I'll be honest. A lot of times on my commutes to work, when we don't have a playlist that I'm listening to, to kind of study, I listen to a lot of podcasts now, but sometimes you just want to listen to some new music that you haven't heard before. Yeah, I do the same thing with podcasts, but but work like a lot of times work. I just spend a day working, listening to music, and of course, this year has been dominated by Gigaton. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like I just love that fucking record. Yeah, so good song though. Um, I like it. So moving on to the next one. This this next song, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't completely understand it. So I'm I'm really curious as your uh, your interpretation of it because the notes that I read about it in this song is is the Ultra Cheese by uh, by Arctic Monkeys right am i i'm right with that yeah, yeah. and um yeah. and the thing the thing about it is the the stuff that i read about it and maybe you had this in your in your notes you did have it in your notes that really this is a lash out against their previous album because they didn't like it am i am i following that right well no so so the 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 lead singer the front man alex turner uh was gifted this piano in it, or it was it was in a home he was renting or something like that so he just sat and wrote a bunch of music uh piano based and this uh this album tranquility base hotel and casino uh is sort of a concepty album and like he just kind of just went off and did it on his own but if i don't know how familiar you are with arctic monkeys uh not really i i can't say that i am yeah uh they're apparently a pretty big deal and again we something we never just not on our radar. Uh, well, they probably uh, came know, out. They probably to. came. They probably came out too late to really be on my radar. I mean, I'm seeing song, seeing albums that came out. That AM album that this uh, this song kind of refers to a little bit came out in 2013. It looks like so. Yeah, this would have been a little bit past our. Uh, and, and, and that music. album and the one before, that album and the one before it is the one that has pushed them into like superstardom. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, but uh, but I this and, and it is they're mostly like a kind of a hard rock uh you know uh band uh i actually saw them open up for uh, the black keys uh jesus christ what was that 2013 maybe but uh but they're a fun band like they and this is a completely different song and a completely different album but i just this song just fucking makes me happy i don't even know why yeah, it's a good song. I just didn't completely understand understand it as well as I wanted to after listening to it several times. I didn't dislike it. It just wasn't. Um, I, I like to figure out when we're doing this stuff, kind of where the song's going, and and I couldn't figure it out until I read the notes, which basically, you know, was kind of a lash out at some stuff that they'd done that they didn't like as much as they wanted to, or something. You know, I don't know. It was just. I, I, I don't think it was that they didn't like it. I think it was sort of a binaural sort of no code sort of left turn for them like they were just trying to they didn't want to be pigeonholed Mm -hmm. i think but uh i I still got pictures of friends on the wall i suppose we aren't really friends anymore maybe i shouldn't ever have called that thing friendly at all love that line then the next one which is awesome is get freaked out from a knock at the door when i haven't been expecting one didn't that used to be part of the fun once upon a time like it's we're out here doing everything is different now. Like mm-hmm. you used to answer the phone and not have any idea who it was that was calling. You would just answer the phone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. People would just randomly knock on your door, you know, and now you're like, you just came over without asking. What oh, no. the fuck? Oh no. Now it's, um, let me get my phone and check my ring camera to see who's standing there before I go and open it. 
<laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's but you know and, and back in back in Benny, like yeah, we didn't have a fucking cell phone. Like hmm. you know, we had yeah, we had a, a, a discman plugged into a tape deck <laughs> to listen to CDs and tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of the time we actually just listened to the radio and had like three stations that we'd, that we'd flip, um, you know, talking about going down that road for just a second. I always enjoyed when we would, uh, when it'd be like uh, Saturday night, it's like 1130 and we're all getting kind of tired and all that kind of stuff. And then it, it's uh, one of those things to, okay, well, we're just going to keep going until we find a song that we don't like and where we can't find a song that we like. And, you know, sometimes that would end up being like one or two in the morning. By the time I was, was just gonna say that was all that was always the best. All right, next time that yeah. you play a song we don't care for, yeah. we'll go home and then we'll be like, oh, that's a good song. Yeah, <laughs> that well, was a good song. I can at least find some merit in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, remember when we used to like this? Song? Yeah. Yeah. So the last song on our list is uh, is a song called "Goddamn Lonely Love." You're making me cuss a lot today, D. Just with the songs that you put. <laughs> well, you th- you're the one who decided to read those lyrics. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Your mom would not be happy with us for for saying that. We haven't had an appearance by her for a while. We need to have her uh, join the show again on an upcoming show. Have I just not been swearing this much? I don't know. Or I just I'm j- I'm just used to it. I think is the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't okay. hear. I don't. That, I, I don't hear it anymore. Um, uh, but, uh, this song by the, the drive-by truckers, and it's actually an older song came out in 2004, uh, off their album, uh, uh, the dirty South. This is Jason Isbell. He's, he was, he was a member of the drive-by truckers for a couple albums. Really? Interesting. uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And, and when I picked this song, this is another song that I've always wanted you to hear, uh, but it's Jason Isbell. And again, it's that country vibe of, of, uh, uh, of you know that we've been talking about but this song just the first time i heard it just blew me away i i got green and i got blues and every day there's a little less difference between the two like i just fucking love everything and just like elephant it's just so well written and eloquent and and, and moving you know what's your what's your take on this song about I, I i've got my take on it but i'm not sure my take is completely right so what's your take on what this song is actually about Oh, I just, I think it's somebody who's a miserable drunk and, and, and lonely and insecure. I took it as, I took it as somebody who had something that they wanted to go back to and couldn't, um, because they knew and in the line here, and you could come to me by plane, but that wouldn't be the same as the old motel room in Texarkana was. So I'll take two of what you're having and I'll take all of what you've got to kill this goddamn lonely, goddamn lonely love, uh, a situation of he knows or she, who, whatever point of view you want to put it from, it's not going to be the same if I go back, but I really want to go back, but I know I can't. So it's just, this is what it is. And now I'm just stuck in this world. So I don't know. I, I could be wrong on uh, on that take, but it, that's kind of where I what I got from it. No, and that's brilliant, actually. Uh, pining over something that probably isn't even real, it, you know, like the feelings aren't there anymore. Uh, it, the reason I brought I said the lonely drunk part was uh, uh, Jason Isbell. I actually I think was kicked out of the drive by truckers because of he was of drug and alcohol issues, and he's since clean and sober now for many years. But, uh, uh, but like the lines like belly up and disappear, Is that what I belly up and disappear Well, I ain't really drowning because I can see the beach from here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the sort of insecure, uh, as alcoholic talk, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, like, a, you know, I'm drowning my sorrows in drink, but 
you know, I can still see the beat, so everything's fine. It, that's the way I always pick that one. But uh, yeah, good song though. Yeah. But that's yeah. All of the songs were pretty good. I don't have a I don't have a thumbs down amongst the group. So yeah, yeah. they were all they were. The ultra cheese songs. is the one that you were a little. Uh, iffy on I guess it wasn't it, like it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't like it I just was having a hard time relating to it I guess or understanding it which is fine I mean you don't have to understand every song to think that it's got a good a good groove or whatever the case might be going back to uh drive-by truckers mm-hmm. uh, by the way uh Jen from France again you know I we talked about this in the last uh, episode like this where she's the one who actually turned me on to this band uh and subsequently Jason Isbell uh and uh and it, like you said in the last show, it's funny that a European woman, you know, person turned you on to a band like Drive By Truck. Oh, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. is pretty funny. It's good stuff. So, yeah. No, I, I love this song. This it, it's just it's one of those ones where I can't ever listen to it enough. Like it's just every time I hear it, it just makes me yeah, fall in love with it even more. Cool. Awesome. 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 So where are we going next week? We going back to just a regular format for a week or should we do something special and different again next week? Cause this is, let's, let's, we're kind of in a weird spot now. Cause usually we do something special for every five episodes. And because we did that extra episode of the Nirvana show and then the Van Halen episode, we're actually now on, this is episode 19. I do believe. So next week would be, wait, let's see. Nirvana was 15, Nirvana was 16, Eddie Van Halen was 17, this is 18. Next week is 19. So we've got 20 coming we, up. We would always do, a, like we kind of do like every show before the, the you know, a five, you know, like 19 would have been a special show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or, 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 and then 20, are we going to do Jagged Little Pill at 20? We can, if we, if we fill up for it. And I'm good with that. So. Okay. So why don't we do next week? Why don't we do a normal episode? Okay. Go to Jagged Little Pill and then maybe follow that up with a classic country episode. That works. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So that'll be hopefully after the election too, and my life will not be quite so dominated by, uh, by politics. So I can get back to, uh, you know, paying more attention to what we're doing. I like had to force myself yesterday to sit down and, um, and, uh, read all of the lyrics to these songs. So Yeah. Well, with in that vein, you know, given your situation, uh, do you want to do? I mean, is it more helpful for you if we do a special episode next week? No, let's do let's do a regular one. We need to do a regular. Yeah. We haven't done one for a while, so a regular one works. So we'll each pick four songs and and we'll go go that route. So anyway, now you get to hear all of our inside baseball as we wrapped up the show this week. So we will be back just, next week with a uh, with eight new songs, including the return of uh, regular Pearl Jam and Sammy Hagar based song. I'll have to figure out after we went through the entire Van Halen catalog last week. We're going to go with that. So so anyway, but we'll be back next week here on Sean and D's Good Tape.